Go ahead, Ray. You! You worthless piece of slime! You ignorant, disgusting clown! Nothing but an unstable short chain molecule! It's the stuff. It's like pure concentrated evil. It's all flowing right to this spot. Material devolution has begun. Welcome back, ladies and gents. The return of the Material Devolution podcast. I'm one of your weekly hosts, Devin Ebert, coming at you live with my buddy, my man on the other side of the line, Matt Walter. That is me. I'm happy to be here. We're going to change it up a little bit. Dev's going to tell you a little bit about it. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one, all right? Just uh, get this out of the way. If you're looking for a regular, you know, media analysis, discussion of current events, you know, philosophical weedings of, you know, the underpinnings of society, throw that shit out the window. That's in the garbage today. This is shooting from the hip. We're having some fun. We're going to do a little pop cultural deep dive and do a actual plot review walkthrough of the recent uh, Star Wars movie, the final one, Rise of Skywalker. Before I even actually throw any hyperbole or, or, or any positive or negative interjected into this, I just want you guys to know, this is just kind of a fun deep dive. We're going to be coming from the hip. If you're a big fan, probably not going to be the podcast for you. Get that out of the way. But we are going to discuss scenes, themes, characters, plot points, and various reasons why uh, we have strong feelings about this. Matt, right? Your thoughts? Exactly. And you know, and 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 this is this one cuts deep. You know, because I remember having um, marathons of Star Wars as a young kid. I had the Ewok Village. Um, 1984 was when, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi came out and I was like five years old and it was like the, the thing job of the hut and the, the force and Luke and, um, the Sarlacc and all of that stuff. Right. I mean, everything that came with it and, and, and all of the just wonder and, and, and space and, you know, we, you and I talked about it and how much those, those original movies, they have a sense of the, of grit. Right. And a, and a sense of, 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 of realness that makes you really believe that, you know, I thought that I could have grown up and been Luke Skywalker and had a lightsaber and all of those things for as far fetched and far flung into the science fiction realm. Star Wars is it's still kind of resonated as, like, you know, that it could be, you know, it was just it was just out of reach. It was just right there. It wasn't Star Trek, which seemed to me to be further um, from where we were. But Star Wars, to me, seemed like it was a lot closer and a lot re- more reachable. Um, and then the prequels came along. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think everybody, like, depending on when uh, you were introduced to this type of cinema or culture, you know, basically space opera, like I, I'm a little uh, younger than you, so like when I saw it, it was almost a little more campy for even me. Hmm. But I, I appreciated the childlike wonderment of the subject matter. I never was a big fan of Lucas's dialogue. Yeah, or, right, uh, right. Even like the story plotting, but like I love just like the concept of like nobody's ever like told a story about like what about like space in the future have you read any Alien, of the written work have you like read that? any of the it, written work because i heard i hear like you know the novels and some of the uh some of the the books and no, things that I, I have you kind of have some I, more wanna, development and and you know different i guess more weaving involved story i, I was just asking i didn't know if you have if you no, no, i'm I mean, not like, i'm not saw, familiar like, with it either the technology was already behind its paces but like I could admire like what they were going for because it was so new at the time and what they were striving for to push technology and different type of story, different place, you know, even if it was like very, very tried and true tropes, but 
you know, my childhood come out more was like people getting amped for these prequels, like, you know, oh, yeah. like Star Wars was 20 years ago. Guess what? They're doing these prequels. And now they actually have the technology for making space look cool and having like creatures that don't look like Muppets. There was a lot of hype, you know wasn't I mean? there? I was really oh, anticipating dude, it, was, it. it I thought it was going to just be just, just, just my friends Star Wars on another level, you know? Yeah. My friends who were dorks were, and me, a dork as well, super into I mean, I wasn't into it, but they were into it. And so they like wanted me to be into it. I'm like, oh, I'll go with you guys. Yeah, sure. And like, they were so into it, but I was like, I was too grown up as a kid. I was like, this seems so like childlike to me. Like the characters, it's so black and white, good and evil. Everybody, every character in the entire movie, nobody has any like nuance and character. But so let's get into that and, and kick it off into what we're going to do here, which is a, uh, a walkthrough, kind of like a plot synopsis. This is the end. This the is the culmination of Skywalker. This is after, after nine movies. And in my personal opinion, spoilers, we're going to get into everything and we're going to drop some opinions. For me, it's a progressively gotten worse as the technology's gotten better like it's, it's given them more opportunity to like hollow out the little bit of soul and goodness that it actually had that made it like have any artistic value to start with where now it's just like this corporate entity that's built in a disney lab to be sold to the public matt your, your short thoughts yeah it seems it seems very it seems very plastic very canned uh very manipulated um Whereas again, and and, and I for for one, I, I will continue to kind of kind of revert back, uh, refer back to the to the originals um, as as a baseline because I feel that those three represent the best of the Star Wars um, saga, um, you know. And although the 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 movies um, seven, eight, and nine were a little bit, uh, they 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 did bring them back down to the more grungier uh, type of thing, but I think when you watch it it's still this bonanza of cgi especially the fight scenes in space and even the scenes uh, the fight scenes uh on the 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 the, the lightsaber battles and there's just it's just too much of that and not enough not enough dialogue not enough soul not enough in the character going down those those roads of, of how you know, for example, like Palpatine came back, right? They referred to it like, oh, cloning, well, you know? Matt, Matt, before, Matt, before we get into it too much, like, uh, let's just, let me, as your narrator, walk us through the storyboard. All right, do that, that is, do that, that because, 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 because what I want to, what I want to say has to, it involves some of, some of these things. And, and you were saying it, it's superficial in nature it, and it became more of like a Transformers, right? Like a Michael Bay, like super cuts, like boom, 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 boom. And like, you know, like you said, when we were talking about doing all, this and like, it was a commercial project. Most art at that scale has to be commercial, but you hope it retains some semblance of like a soul that like there are these innate good qualities of, you know, childlike wonderment at what could be in the theoretical and the imaginative and all that. But let's get I feel like the same thing happened in Jurassic Park. Like even though, even though the original Jurassic yeah, Park, same, yes, and then, and then, and Chris then Pratt. Jurassic world yeah. and all of a sudden it was like the same, like, degradation of the actual story and action and of the substance and more that's towards exactly correct that that's a wonderful parallel to point out yes jurassic park the dinosaurs they were decent enough in the beginning we're like holy shit these are dinosaurs that look real now it's like oh you can have fucking t-rexes and velociraptors running with chris Pat. he's like a velociraptor whisper and yeah. it has like the soul of a toaster oven Exactly. Absolutely. Like the, the chick wears the, her heels the entire freaking movie. Anyway, well, go ahead. We'll do that next time. 
<laughs> I, you, you didn't need to bring your like musket. You didn't need to bring your six shooter. You can bring your Gatling gun for this one. All right. I've got like a scene by scene walkthrough with highlights, quotes, all that jazz. We're going to enjoy. So we kick it off. The classic movie opens with the long scroll of text. Now me personally, I really, really hate this. They put it at like the unreadable angle and it tells you like broadly what you're about to watch instead of like actually having five minutes of well-written scenes that are going to show you what just happened or what should be happening or what you should care about. It's like you don't have the capabilities to actually show your audience anything or just tell them. So in this case, they just tell you, hey, Palpatine's back. Wait, what the fuck? I thought he died like six movies. Of what? Uh-huh. What? He's back. No need to explain it. So uh, we'll figure that out later. But they just tell us that. They don't even show it like a scene. They couldn't even write a scene that would make sense to how he could come back. It's just like, hey, he's back. Deal with it. I, I thought like the big bad guy was Kylo Ren. He was going to become the new Darth Vader. Nope. Palpatine was him all along. Kylo, he's got a different arc for you. So for me, Matt, I really, really hate this part. It's like a minute or two of just like staring at text into space. And even when the text ends, they make you stare and watch it go into space for like another minute. They're like, <laughs> all right, let's see some shit already. I get it. Stars. Cool. I've done this oh. nine times already. Nine fucking times. Nine it's fucking not a good times. Anymore. Right. I'm over. Yeah. I just thought that it got more. I never mind. I I, it, I never minded. It. I thought it was fun. it was like fun in the beginning, but now it's like okay, like yeah. I think just it quickly I, tell us something. It got go. it got more complex in what they were trying to describe, and so therefore it just like you're exactly what you said. You're like, oh, Pal- okay, well, Palpatine's back. Interesting. I didn't I didn't know that. That's a huge leap. I hadn't seen him since the freaking you know seventh movie. Or sixth movie, excuse me. Um, he, he died. He died. Horribly. He was thrown into a hole, and uh, there was a big, some exploded, kind of electric, electronic burst at the bottom of it, right? You know, and so now he's obviously he's back, which is rad, I guess. Um, but that does leave it in a weird place, right? Kylo Ren. You know, let's talk about Kylo Ren. I, honestly, yeah, so that's that's actually a good crossover because we jump immediately to Kylo Ren from that jump off. That it goes from. You know, we get our little update on where our three favorite characters are. And then it's Kyle Ren, and he's killing a bunch of dudes that look like Ewoks. I'm not sure what they're supposed to be. Uh, he's, like, clearly super mad and in emo mode. They give us, like, multiple close-up shots of, like, his face to show that, like, he's, like, rage-killing. This isn't, like, cold Right, it's, like, for sport. Like, he's, like, out I there. Killed because, I killed because I can or because, like, this is easier. I enjoy it. This is, like, no, I've got, like, the untapped rage that makes me paint my toenails black so who is he killing mascara it's like a bunch of ewok looking dudes i don't it's weird because like they show him kill a bunch of people like two or three ewok dudes and then they zoom back and there's like a hundred dead bodies around him yeah and i'm like why were they in slow motion if he was like killing so many people there's like no thrill to it like he just murdered apparently like a fleet of you know like monkeys by himself and i just had no emotion to it without no yeah right And, and then without explanation so we immediately find this device, which these movies they write nowadays, it's like the Avengers thing. Everything's a MacGuffin. They can't write anything, so they have to have a device that just solves the plot of the story. So in this case, he finds a Sith Wayfinder. Which is oh, like, so that's what he was killing uh, for. He was actually looking yes. for that to find that. He was that. looking so for this I, magical I, I device, that, yeah. which will take you to the super right. secret hidden Sith underworld, which we've never heard about until this Disclaimer, moment. I had to watch this in parts because it is that bad, in my opinion. Just letting you know. Yeah, apparently this movie had to go through so many rewrites, they couldn't even do it in time. So it actually does feel like they have two or three movies chopped up and placed together because you can see where different characters have different story arcs. It's kind of weird. 
as we continue, he takes the Subway Finder and he plugs it into his dashboard like it's like a USB drive on phonics. It's got like 17 cables that go into it. And apparently that's how it's like ways for the future. You find this device, you hook it up to your like car's battery and it's like, I'm taking you to hell. And you can find, I can find Exegol. Boom. Yep. Yep. It's good stuff. So, I mean, he, he flies there. Flies right. The what is up with that flux capacitor day. looking thing? How do you have the, how do you it have, so how weird. do you have the, how do you have the apparatus, the the machinery to, to work it when you just found out about it? It's a, it's a, MacGuff, it's a MacGuffin. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, because Ray, Ray found out about it, right? Ray read about it in the text that of the books that she had that were that she got from um, from Homeboy from Skywalker. So that's how she knew about it. We'll get to that later. I mean, they, that's the convenient story arc for her. But it's like at least they wrote something. In this case, he's just looking for it. Yeah, you just show up, and they don't tell you that yeah. in the scrolling the scrolling paragraphs. Why didn't so they just tell might, you that Kylo Ren is looking for the freaking box? But why? But why would he be looking the for the wayfinder? Who told him to look for it, and who told him to look for it? Like it just who did so tell him to look for it? They get into magic force powers where like people are like literally not only communicating, they're like teleport fighting. But getting into that later. Oh my god! He finds a giant inverted pyramid that looks like it's out of like Prometheus, and he strolls in like super pissed off, lightsaber ready out. Like there's actually really badass imagery of this cave. Like the one thing this movie has great. Uh, things. If I had to give it compliments, or it's like it's visual storyboarding. It's crazy. Yeah, you can just see like every scene. You're like this is like beautiful. This yeah. looks amazing. It's yeah. immaculate. Yeah. If I actually cared about what the people were doing and like had emotional attachment to them, you'd be adding a lot of layered nuance to it. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a badass cave. So we get in there and we see Palpatine and he's revealing all his plot. But Kyle is apparently too emo to kill him. Like. Palpatine's like, no, you know, like, I got what you need. And he's like, you don't have anything I need. He's like, no, no, I've got everything you need. Everything. Like, this is the type of writing we go through. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, no. You don't have what I want, but I do have what you Dude, want. I haven't been looking for it. What's, what's the actor? What's the guy's name that's playing Kylo Ren? The guy, it's the guy from Girls, Adam Driver. Yeah. Oh, terrible casting choice. Emo Vader. I never, I ne- he's never convincing. He's always in this to me in this like emotional turmoil that's almost like he's about to cry not that he's either like it's not his fault he's actually a good actor no no i i I agree the worst written characters yeah cinematic history i i agree i I, now they're trying to turn into like a a salvation story arc right uh uh-huh right exactly uh it's just it's terrible um and he's just unconvincing as Kylo Ren. And what's up with Kylo Ren? Why is his name Kylo Ren? Why is he not Darth? Why is he not a Darth Sidious or a Darth Vader? Like that- I don't understand the Star Wars mythology. I was never that into it. And I mean, like, yeah, the name sounds like something out of like an anime, but that's not my concern. Uh, <laughs> it does sound like it's an, an homage almost to Lucas that like they managed to write even worse dialogue in this movie than jo- George Lucas was well known and made fun of by screenwriters for being terrible at dialogue. Like he could not make any of his characters have any charisma independent of them. Like if they had to be, no, I mean, that's Harrison Ford. I mean, he carried that movie on his back and he's the one I think that actually made the, the attachment, uh, the, the emotional attachment to the movies, like, you know, his, his charisma and, and his, you know, kind of 
quasi chauvinist swagger, swagger that he had, right? Yeah, it's swagger. Listen, listen, it is what it is. Some people are attracted to it. And even if you're repelled by it, you can't say you don't like to watch it. Exactly. Well, and he replicated that with Lucas. I mean, they did the same thing for uh, Indiana Jones. It's a very good time. And he just oozes play, that thing. You play a version of yourself. Yeah, so absolutely. So going on, though, as we continue... So Kylo's too emo to kill Palpatine, but we jump over to Finn and Poe, and they're doing their bromance with Chewie. And this is actually like one scene that works for me in the movie because these are the couple actors who I do think have really good charisma. Like Oscar Isaac has a lot of charisma, and so does John Boyega, I think is his name. Yeah, like, yeah. For me, like they actually are like the two best actors in the movie. They are, but they are, but don't you don't you get a don't you get a retread of Han in Poe? somewhat you do that's what they're this whole movie is like a retread like everything's like the first movie if you go back to the i mean the first the first second reboot which is like what force awakens it's like oh that's just like a new hope exact same movie template well let's replace oh it was the exact with, movie with it's the exact movie well let's make it a girl instead of a guy and what if there's like a theoretical interracial love interest? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like we're telling the same story, but we're turning it on its head with PC Ooh. tropes. So, you know, at least it did have some originality in that regard. The second movie was actually like, let's try to do something completely different and like actually and like add some nuance. Freaking. They, the second movie, I didn't even like it, but I, I did appreciate that they tried to add some nuance to the Star Wars movie. Terrible plot, makes no sense. No. But like, there's some nuance in the storytelling with what they're trying to say about like the Jedi Council and like how they weren't actually useful in the end. Mm-hmm. And then this one's J.J. Abrams like, you hurt my fanboys. Nah. Yeah, well, it's also, he's like, I'll save your ass, Disney. We'll put this together and make this in six months or whatever they did. Yeah. Right. So we get a cool, pretty cool action sequence that undercuts uh, when you realize this is that never-ending replay of the classic Star Wars chase and escape in perpetuity, yep. right? Where, you know, close quarters, bad guys, they escape. They get chased the bad guy. This one yeah. actually introduces a cool concept of light speed skipping without explaining what it is. Without explaining what it is. And here's my hey, thing. Hey, hey, I'll tell you this. For this thing, I actually will allow it because it actually felt like fresh and exciting. It's like in like inter, uh, not Interstellar. What's the one where they like hack people's brains in their sleep with DiCaprio? Oh, um, uh, Inception. Inception. In that one, they don't tell us how like the brain technology works where you can go to people's dreams. And it's like, if you tried to explain it, I tell you to fuck off. So I don't need them to explain light speed skipping. No, it's no. It's fine that they just want to do something fun. It, it was, it was cool, but I will say Han would have done it. Just saying. <laughs> if it was possible, Han would have done it. Cool. Hey, you know, like you said, this is a movie where like they introduce new technology, like light speed skipping, and yet at one point they're getting chased by a stormtrooper on a wheeled vehicle, and they ride yaks at one point. So like technology is going backwards for our heroes, even though the story goes forward into the future. It makes absolutely no sense. On we go. On we, we to go. Ray is floating. She's doing like some Zen Buddhism shit with a bunch of rocks. It's like transcendental meditation. Like, yes. Then she totally like screws it up for some reason. And even though all the rocks flop, she like does like a front flip and lands perfectly. Like, like I don't get it. Like, if you screwed up, wouldn't you like fall and drop yeah. just like the rocks? Not like what happened with Luke, right? Like uh, when he was when he was back with uh, Yoda and he was doing his thing with the rocks and they just all fell down. So now we get to like Leia being, you know, Carrie Fisher. This is like an homage to Carrie Fisher. They have to like shoehorn her character into this because Carrie Fisher died, and they want to like do an homage to the character, which actually just like really cuts and 
kills the core and any value that character had. Like, it just feels weird. They're using, like, body doubles, digital photography. They're forcing scenes that don't mean anything just to shoehorn into the story. Mm -hmm. And then Ray's off, and she's competing in the Jedi version of American Ninja Warrior. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. She's running the gauntlet. She's, yeah. running, she's running the gauntlet. She's jumping yeah, trees. She's got the blindfold on and shit. Ride. The freaking little balls are shooting stuff Why at her. Why are we watching her Jedi train? Isn't she not supposed to be like the most badass Jedi like ever? And she like can't beat a droid with a laser. It's like ruining her shit. So she kills the forest. But again, I think all they, all they do in these movies is they hearken back. And they, they, they tried to pull back this nostalgia from the originals, right? That's what they did in these in these movies. See, in the, in the prequels, they went so far... There was nothing to draw from because it was it was before, but now this is after, and so now they're able to go back and like for example Han Solo, you know, uh, and we haven't gotten to the part where he gets, uh, you know, um, he gets raised. I guess you would say. Um, oh, there's there's multiple levels of like the nostalgia factor. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like so I think that that first. same that same Jedi scene, that same fight scene, was supposed to rep- was supposed to make you reminisce about. Luke being on an Luke on, doing his training, yeah, but yeah, it's just yeah. like wrong time, pointless at this point in the movie. We're trying to wrap. It's just up a like waste of time. Lines. It's a waste of time. Just like you, you could have told me, you could have told me more about how how uh, the cloning. I would have liked to seen how Palpatine came to be more than I would have liked to seen what Ray was doing running through the woods. I would have liked them to written a different movie, but as we continue. <laughs> Kylo's back and he's getting all emo over Vader's mask. Like there's like Vader's mask and Kylo's that like he was the ultimate best. And who and who wait a minute like him. And they burned they burned that mask on Endor, right? At the end of at the end of Return of the Jedi. It was like a party. Who took the mask? So, hey, so it's one of these like little Ewoks is like I could sell this shit on Black Market <laughs> eBay for like Yo. seven quadrillion dollars. Silk Road, here I come. Yeah. So they start intercutting these scenes back and forth between Emo, Kylo, and Rey not being able to take out a drone. And, like, there's, like, trying to establish some, like, Emo link between the two that's even stronger than it was. Like, in the prior movies, they, like, talk to each other. Now they're making it where, like, they're, like, there in, like, the same room as each other, almost. But not in the same room because he's, like... Later in the movie, just a little further on, he's like, where are you? And then she knocks over the Vader thing, and he's like, oh, that's where you are. You're in my room. Yeah, it's like quarters. they have a telepathic link, but like they don't choose when they activate it. And how does physical things move through this weird let's thing? Not, let's not go into the logic rabbit hole yeah, and kill right. ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't make any sense or even feel fun. And then they have Ray speak to Carrie Fisher's ghost, and it makes no sense, and there's no reality or sense of emotion. And for some reason, they have Ray calling Carrie Fisher master. Like, like because she trained her, they, right? They introduced her, like, oh, like it turns out that like Leia was a Jedi and like all these things like that. But she never trained Ray, did she? She did. She ended up that. Yeah, that's what she was in training. That's why she training under 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 Leia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that, she that was like master Leia like, at why? that point. I was like, she's like, why is she like master? Like, yes, master. Because like Luke trained Leia and then Leia trained her. Because later yeah, in the movie, yeah, remember, yeah. she goes, oh, he, she's like, but she, she knew that I was a Palpatine, but she trained me anyway. And he's like, that's because she knew she saw your yeah, soul. She saw your heart. She saw your soul, spirit. Whatever. She, 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 she knew you were a queen. Right. So, so Poe comes back and him and Ray, like the ship's on fire. And then they try to have one of those like comedic, like, quick talking back and forth that's supposed to be a funny bit yeah like you blew up the ship oh where's that robot you're difficult you're a difficult man you really are so this would be funny if it was like a rom-com setup from like the 1990s but like this is the end of the movie and like 
we already know that they're not going to have Poe be like a romantic interest for Ray. So it's just like, yeah, it doesn't have the same dynamic as the Leia and Han back and forth. Right. It doesn't, that had like some energy to it because it had some sexual tension. Like you knew like, Hey, this dynamic, there was a character dynamic. The relationship between Poe and Ray seems completely ancillary to the fact that like he's boys with Finn. Finn should be your man, and this is his boy. And so, like, Finn, you know what I mean, dude. And in the entire movie, Finn is so worried about Ray, hey, and you're like, she's a freaking Jedi. But hey, there's like two spins in this movie, and like literally, you could tell throughout this movie later, like a big plot line is like Finn's willing to like risk his life to save Ray, even though she doesn't need his help. And there's multiple times where he wants to tell her he loves her. Yeah. But he can't. But he can't. Because he gets stopped. He gets stopped. Either by he's about to get shot. They're about to get executed. What do you want to tell her? And he never tells her. And spoilers. He never tells her he loves her. Because apparently he doesn't have romantic love for her. She was in love all along with Pat. Spoilers. Anyways. They have him get friend zoned immediately. She gives him like the most platonic hug ever. And like, I'm glad to see you're alive. Yeah. Like supposedly this is her like best friend. And he almost just died. And like you greet him like you would like, you know, like you're like, well, just cousin removed at a family reunion barbecue that you haven't seen. And he smells like dude, just just sauce. further down the road. They all g- are going with her on some freaking suicide mission, basically. And they're like, <laughs> and she's like, no, I have to do this alone. And they're like, no, we're all boys. Three musketeers, we're all for one, one we for all. We die together. And like you said, but when they meet <laughs> each other in this in in this interaction, when they get off the ship, it's like more confrontational than it is like, hey, like, oh my God, it's great to see you. I'm glad you made it back. Like, it's, yeah. you, you know, it's she's like, what'd you do to the ship? Least. What'd you do to the Falcon? You know, it's crazy. Yeah. What did you do? What did you do to BB-8? Oh, we're doing some funny rom-com back and forth. So, jump in. All of a sudden, everyone's gathered around, and he's telling everyone about the return of Palpatine. I don't know how the hell does Finn know everything. All of a sudden, I'm, or is it Poe? Yeah, it's Poe. Poe's telling everybody about the return of Palpatine. So because, apparently, he knows everything. But they got it because they got the because they got the they got the uh, the spy gave them that information. Remember. Palpatine came I, back. I can't. I can't follow along with all these. I did not watch it three times. Well, they flew it. They flew in there. They flew into the thing. They got the. They got the message from the spy, and the spy said in 16 days they were going to launch an offensive with the with the final order, and all of these things. It's the return of Palpatine. And it's the return of Palpatine. Yeah, He's alive. but like they don't explain anything about it. He just tells everyone that, and one bit character I forget, like Dominic Moynihan, is just like cloning Sith powers, and everyone's like, "Yep, yep." Cloning. Cloning. Yeah, that's exactly powers. that's exactly what he says. He says, um, he says, uh, what did what did he say? He said, um, he secrets only the cloning. Sith. Secrets only the Sith knows, or yeah, something. Goes, cloning. Right? You know, like like, like how, the return of Palpatine. How did that happen? Cloning. Secrets only the Sith know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that explains it. Who told you that? How did that guy know? <laughs> he knows. Dominic Moynihan knows. Many abilities uh, some consider to be unnatural. On top of that, there's this super fleet of hidden destroyers that can all destroy. They're, they're basically all like Death Stars except their ships. And they're all like hidden in the off-world Sith underworld ready to like destroy the galaxy. Like, so, And they said, and the, they, the they said it was going to increase, increase the current fleet by 10,000 fold. Holy cow. 
I don't give a damn how long have they been working on that. Like, there is no way that they built all of that stuff. Hey, and here's the other the thing: fuck Let's, built it. Well, that's the other question. So they have the they have the uh, the Sith. Um, who were those? Uh, the cult, right? There was that Sith cult that was there, and they had it in the big for, auditorium for 20, for 20 and whatever. Years, like, but here's like, the deal: well, in back in the day, the Empire ships were built in on the on that. Corellia or whatever, you know the the Solo movie Han, about Han Solo, and that's where he comes. They're Corellian ships, and there's like these shipyards, and they're all getting built for the Empire on this on this place. Now all of a sudden they're built under fucking ground on this freaking crazy, I guess electrostatic thing that Palpatine has, you know? Because it yeah, is like right every, the whole the whole the whole the whole. Uh, it's um, a weird thing because like Palpatine's goal is to just like destroyed control the universe and yet like all these species and races are like working for him to just like needlessly destroy planets for him for no greater purpose it's interesting interesting continue yeah lucky for us ray found luke's old diaries that he wrote about you know the secret sith planet and she's trying to convince Leia that she needs to go out but like she wants her blessing you know uh she needs to get that blessing like you said she's her master so we need to make sure you know that like she doesn't just run off she gets the approval. Like Star Wars wants to be like this ultimate space drama, but it's like current reiterations made for kids. So it's like you need to get permission before you go do something good. Okay, ask mom and dad first. Right, and Leia's like, no, you need to finish your training. That's right. You're not ready until the training is complete. So which is, and right. again, you're not ready until your training is complete. And then she breaks with her, Oof. and then goes, does the thing, you know. But again, dude. So back to this whole box, right? Trying to find this wayfinder. You know, and they're not even trying to find the, the first. They need to find the thing to find the wayfinder, right? So they, we're they, gonna get to that in a moment because first we cut to Kylo Ren doing more emo shit, which is getting Vader's helmet remade into a new helmet with like emo scars to show how badass he is. Like it's his old helmet that he broke. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's basically trying to be like, I need to be like the new Vader. And but then why did why did he make his like old his... helmet like break? Why did he put that back together? Why didn't he just make a new one? Anyway, go ahead. I don't know. He's just like this whole thing's just to try to show us that like he's now like the guy running shit. Like he's the new Vader. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's bad. He force choke. He force chokes some dude. He like orders people around. You know, like just letting us know like he's the badass in charge. So then we cut to the crew on the planet to find the Sith Wayfinder, and there's like this giant intergalactic rave going on where everyone's doing the most lame Macarena dance together. (laughs) And for some reason, Ray's like, "This is amazing. I've never seen anything like it." People dancing in unison. Unbelievable. Who would have seen such a thing? Right. So the whole point of this is like, how do they all know that dance? Weird. It's the rave, Matt. Everybody knows the Macarena rave dance. Otherwise, (laughs) they wouldn't be at the Macarena rave. Like, what would you be doing there? Obviously, it only happens once every forty-two years. Why? Why every forty-two years? They just said every forty-two years. He didn't say because (laughs) with the coming of the rains or because of the locust, the time that the locust came, and you know there was no explanation for why Burning Man was taking place in the middle of this damn desert. It's because every 42 years we'd be shuffling. All right? be, this is every the daily day. thing. <laughs> only every 42 years. That's why everyone knows the dance, but it's only every 42 right. years. Yeah. So well. the whole point of this is like literally to give us this scene, I think, of Ray talking to some alien kid. They, I mean, they really try to make like Ray like she's like friends and nice to aliens. She's friends and nice to like giant monsters. She's friends and nice to droids. She's friends and nice to evil people who want to kill her and commit genocide. Ray's like the ultimate like jesus figure like she literally like has no negative quality whatsoever well she wears white the entire movie after labor day theoretically too like 
millennia. Yeah, so, came out in Christmas. As we go funny. on, uh, they give us that scene of Ray just to basically give this red herring of like Ray doesn't know her last name. The kid's like, my name is Anubidu. Do, 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 do. What's your name? She's like, oh, I'm Bray. Ray what? I'm just like, just Ray. No big deal. Doesn't mean much to me. Like, obviously, like, they can't do any subtlety in this movie. They have to, like, why is it called The Rise of Skywalker? Like, they're, they're just hitting this stuff on the nose so hard it hurts. So then they get ready to do some more force talking with Kylo, which is that's supposed to be intimate. And, like, they, actually, I thought this one was decent, except then they have him grab a necklace off her. Yeah. And even though he's like on the ship, like they've got this telepathic link, he reaches through space and grabs a necklace she's wearing, even though she's on another planet. And then he has it. And then he gets it analyzed. And within seconds, they know exactly the location of the planet and where the necklace is, as if it's only made in one place in the entire universe. And they can instantly get there. I'm telling you, whoever wrote this shit smoked so much peyote, they made Hunter S. Thompson seem like a Girl Scout. Like, it is some amazing shit. I can't even fathom how they tried to, like, parse those things together in the storyboard room. And they're like, JJ, we only got a month to do this. Give me some more coke so I can pump out these pages. Let's do this. Now. What talking about? We need him to get there, madness. and we can't waste any time. So this is how we're going to do it. We're just going to bend all of the rules. I, that's the whole thing. So here, let's talk about that for a second. So you talk about um, the midichlorian, right? That's supposedly the, the how this just this just came about in the prequels that Anakin Skywalker had high midichlorian levels, that, the highest that Qui Gon oh, had ever this seen. Is, this is like straight like race science eugenics here, right? You know I mean? Right. Like, well, oh, they, they have they have higher levels of goodness in them, right? Exactly. But there's not goodness. It's not goodness. They never really explain to what these things are. But it just means that like they have like more they can sense the force more because if there if there wasn't more good if there was more goodness then anakin skywalker wouldn't became darth vader and anyway it couldn't just be cool so, bro it could so, just be so, cool like the force is just some unknown well that's thing. what i'm getting like, at like, so it, like it's not some like right? metaphysical universe omnipresent like energy that you can tap into i can get with that but then when you start getting it into like blood science and all these things but anyway the point being bro, is, you, you saw the prequels right you saw the pedophiles that's what i'm talking about qui-gon and he comes and he's like he's got the highest metachlorian levels i've ever seen and like you're like what you the must, fuck is metachlorian like i, I thought you just, mother, i thought anybody i thought anybody could be enlightened and tap into the force now you're telling me it's like some kind of like monarchical like bloodline bullshit thing like weird anyway my point is qui-gon's like the most powerful jedi at that time and he's like when he saves anakin he's like sorry i can't take your mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) can't take her i can't use my force powers to be like the mother is now free i can't just kill him with my lightsaber i can't buy him because i'm a fucking jedi who's got access to tons of money it's like nope sorry anakin Young boy must come with me. The mother must stay. Yeah. Everyone's fine with that. Can't even stay normal. can't even stay next door. She has to stay on this planet as a slave, by the way. Oh, so weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what, what was your broader point there? But, yeah, so my point was if Anakin Skywalker and then subsequently Luke Skywalker and Leia Skywalker had the highest midichlorian levels that Qui-Gon had ever seen, right? When so if that's the case, then how can Ray and Kylo tap into a level of the force that we have never, ever, ever borne witness to? How, how is that possible? They take the force out of this mystical, like I can influence, I can influence the world 
more this, you know, this whole sage like mysticism that's almost like meditation and things like it's a this. Fantasy. It, it, it's a but fantasy. they take it's it and they like, stretch like, it to where like they can they, these two can and Ray since their inception they just taps into this shit like just whatever like willy nilly like oh oops like the force whoa like the game the game of thrones it bro you know what I mean they took like something that had fantasy elements and then they're like let's make it fantastical because fantastical let's just stretch it to the beyond beyond belief they can meet now they so how come yeah exactly how come how come uh, Vader wasn't fighting Luke Skywalker in the middle of like the freaking the uh, the Force universe or whatever however they telepathically connect yeah to I mean each if other. he had so much powers why didn't he just like literally like uses mind powers to explode the ship he was in as we later see ray do we'll get into that so they're back on the planet giant rave you know they're trying to find out where this like crash ship is or whatever and then all of a sudden shit a stormtrooper finds him it's one stormtrooper you know he's already there and he's looking for him and he knows they're there and he's like oh nope i gotcha i'm gonna get paid boom he gets hit in the head with a crossbow how the hell does a crossbow go through the head of a stormtrooper these guys are supposed to be para- paramilitary elites and they literally have him get out, taken out with a headshot crossbow. And the big reveal is, of course, that it's Lando, Calrissian. You got to get those throwback characters. We already killed off Harrison. Leia's Dude, you got blasters, man. Ghost, but we still got Lando, so let's get Lando back in this bitch. Why are they shooting arrows? Yeah, doesn't he have a laser beam? Like, <laughs> he was shooting lasers 30 years ago. He's like, nope. On this planet where we do the Macarena rave, crossbows and like spears only. We have to respect cultural norms. Use what? my crossbow. <laughs> I just love how they make like a clean headshot on a stormtrooper. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Come with me. <laughs> and then so, they find Lando and then they're like, hey. Oh, yeah, no, that, that's the big reveal. And, you know, you get to do your little nostalgia. Hey, it's Lando. And so yeah. he's got the stuff. He's going to tell him about the Wayfinder. You know, and he's telling him how he was actually helping Luke back in the day. Coincidence. How convenient. So we get some more expository dialogue, which is just that sequence where, because they don't have the capability of showing you anything, they just have to tell you. So they tell us Reyes to go to this other planet where the ship crashed and something, you know, get something from it. So yeah. Kylo is approaching, which gives us another classic chase. Of but they still game. don't know what they're looking for. They just know that yeah. they're looking for this crash ship of this guy. So they're, looking, is, they're already looking for something. Bounty hunter. Looking for something else. Yeah. They're looking for something, and now we found something. Tell us, look for something. It's a treasure hunt. This movie. Yeah. Much it is. It's like National ball. Treasure. I was gonna say, it's like yeah, that, or like the, the fucking Da Vinci back. Code. You're like Jesus Christ. No, those, those made way more sense, especially <laughs> National Treasure. So need at least three to four of these chase scenes per movie, so they can fill the quota, so they can like make a fully fleshed video game built around these chase sequences. So then Finn Lojacks an alien ship. Like, he's just like, yep, I know how to, like, jack anything in the universe. Like, just give me a screwdriver and I'll steal that 19. As I was trained to be a freaking ground trooper, storm trooper. How do I know this? I don't know. because This takes us off on one of those sequences where, like, you wonder who made it in a lab. Like, they were like, we need to make toys for this sequence. What would be cool? Well, what if, because they're on this, like, rave planet, it's like an urban vehicle. I thought this takes place in the future in that they have storm troopers on wheeled vehicles. Yep. Wheel vehicles, and then comes off with maybe the best dialogue we've ever heard in a Star Wars movie. They're getting chased, and then the stormtroopers take off from their wheel vehicles and reveal that they have jetpacks. Yes, C three PO. C three PO goes. Oh, they fly now. Poe, they fly now. Finn, they fly now. They fly now. They fly now. They fly now. 
fly now. They fly now. I mean, <laughs> Academy Awards for screenwriting are, are incoming, ladies and gentlemen. This was written by a professional writer who got paid to write it under the premise that this was going to be a comedic moment in this movie. It is the epitome of like soulish fly now. They you fly know, now. Another another line during this chase. C three PO. Great job, sir. They almost crash. Terrible job, sir. <laughs> this is like, dude. This is Star Wars humor at its finest. At it its used finest. to be like when like, Harrison Ford had so much charisma, he could get away with it. But like looking back, he'd be like, "I got a bad feeling about this." And Leia goes, "You got a bad feeling about this." And Luke goes, "He's got a bad feeling about this." <laughs> dude, like, uh, it's like we like those characters, but oh. in hindsight, oh, but man. not all the time. Not oh, when it's the, that, that's the crux of all of your dialogue is like that, you know, so but they, they did, but dude, that, I mean, ships. like you said, that's, that's, that's commonplace for star Wars. I mean, that, the dude who played Anakin, grown up Anakin, the one with, uh, with, uh, oh, homegirl. Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Oh my God. Dude. Oh, he was the worst. So I mean, bad. The dialogue, didn't, the dialogue didn't help him. And the fact that like, and he had he no emotion. Groomed. He, he, he was getting groomed by like this, like princess when he was like five years old, basically. We can get into that later. So. <laughs> They're on their ships. They're getting chased by the... They fly now stormtroopers. They get blown up off their ships. And they, I love, like... They do this thing where, like, they give you this supposed to be sense of danger. Like, they're getting chased for their lives. And lasers are almost killing them. And then the lasers hit their ships. And they all, like, land. And, like, nobody's hurt. Like, nobody's even got, like, a scraped leg. Uh-huh. Or, like, an injured foot. Like, our ship just exploded from lasers. But we're all fine. And then, like, Ray immediately, like, shoots the stormtrooper and they're safe. Again. Yep. So, we're all good there. Uh but they're in like a futuristic version of quicksand or something. So that's supposed to be, be bad from them. So like, back oh, to yeah. this hologram, we get one line from Rose Tico so they can pretend that like they didn't completely shoehorn this character. They like wrote this character for these first three movies and like people really didn't like an Asian wo- woman in Star Wars movies. So they're like, we're just going to like have you off screen and occasionally you'll just say like one or two words because that'd be more comfortable. Yeah. For our audience. I'm like, why did she just like come on screen for no reason at all? Like, and then it cuts right back to them and they're in the quicksand. But instead of being strangled to death, like you would normally be in quicksand. No, they fall down to some secret tunnel tunnel underneath the quicksand. There's a tunnel underneath unstable ground. Makes sense. Continue. They all clearly thought they were going to die. Like, uh, Finn is like, Ray, I have to tell you something. And he's going to tell her that he loves her. But he doesn't. So, like, clearly a million percent he thought he was going to die there, right? Like, how, why else would he say something like that? Yep. Like, if I knew I was going to fall through the quicksand into a tunnel, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to tell you I love you, which is something I've been hiding from my whole life, you know? And, like, we're in the tunnel. It's like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. what were you going to tell her? Oh, nothing. 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 We made it. You know, we're good. Let's go back to like doing what we need to do. So they find the corpse of the dude. Well, it's even worse, dude. Corpse. So they thought they were going to die, and then they land in there, and then they imply that they know what lives there. Well, they find the corpse of the dude they were looking for, like, and there's like some special dagger or something. And this is interesting. which they didn't know that they were looking for. Wait a minute, hold on. They didn't know it was they a dagger. Know they were looking for that. This was just like a coincidence. They didn't know yeah, it was a dagger. Was like they knew the they were looking for that guy. So, and then all of a sudden, they find this, so this dagger in the dirt. So I'll bring this up later. I got a note on it. But Ray picks up the dagger, and she's immediately like, "Horrible things have happened with this." They don't show like a cutscene of what happened. They don't show like her flinching. How She's com- just like horrible oh, things. Then how come? Then how come she like, can't pick up what what it says on it? How come they got to give yeah. it to C three PO? So then some giant dune monster comes in. Yeah, and like obviously that's what killed the dude. And they're all about to try to be like, oh shoot, let's shoot it, even though it's going to eat us. And Ray's like, no, I have one with all creatures. It is <laughs> let, let me heal it. 
So she goes. <laughs> I am the snake whisperer. Powers. Apparently, like the new force powers include like the ability to like heal dying people or creatures. So like Ray heals it, and it's like, thank you. I will knock over a wall as I leave to free you. Again, like, where did that come from? How come there was no buildup of to tell you how she learned how to do that? I'm okay with it, but tell me how. How don't just bring it out of the blue. Matt, they, they they only had three movies. All right, they didn't have enough time. All right? They could have written about it before the fucking movie started in the scrolling thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And in the and in the last know. year, Ray learns how to heal people with her special force powers because she has high metachlorian levels. Hey, listen, Luke's diaries are like. They're the shit, all right. Yeah, no, I'm not. See, and that's and that's probably where she learned it, right? She had the she had the book. She was probably where she learned it. They were like ancient like books from you know his notes and everything like that. But give us a little bit of it. It's like you said. What it'd be nicer to learn that than just watch her running through the freaking woods fighting some freaking thing like doing. Point of this movie, Matt, it's to sell tickets and make toys and. Yeah, TV right. shows and make another yeah, movie. Absolutely. Yeah, like, like Mel Brooks once said, the point of making a movie is to make a sequel. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so the Knights of Kylo, which is like you know, all these like emo boy band dudes that roll with Mr. Ren, they're looking for Ray and her crew, and then we get this like iconic like trailer shot scene of where like Ray's one on one with Kylo, and he's gonna run her down, which is weird because he told her in his Force talk like I'm gonna turn you. I'm going to offer you my hand and you're going to accept yeah. it. And now and, he's going fucking instead, light speed now, at her. Now he's coming at 700 miles an hour in a <laughs> spacecraft to run her over the desert. I thought you were going to turn her to the dark side and she was going to take your hand. Apparently not. She's going to hit a running backflip like a gainer over the top and like disable it. And it's going to, and you're going to wad that thing up at 700 miles an hour and just walk out. Yeah. I mean, it, it's beyond. Meanwhile, Chewie's getting captured like right off screen, and it's somehow. If you can do that, why worry about anything? I mean, <laughs> yeah, this is where like the healing powers alone. That was some shit. This you know what's messed up, dude? Out. Is literally we're like we're like a quarter of the way through this movie. I mean, this is how bad this oh, movie see, really oh, is. Oh, I see. I see. I, I bro, th- I, we'll have to keep it moving quickly. Yeah. I see, like, four, <laughs> no, and minutes. I'm not even tripping on that. I'm just saying, like, it's just that's how easy this movie is. You just be like, oh, what is happening? If you don't keep if you don't keep it moving, like, you would not even make it through page one of the screenwriter's <laughs> notes on this. It is bad. So like, Chewie gets captured and. He's in some transport. How many times has Chewie been captured in his life? A lot. Anyway, no, that's like his, like, he's there for comic relief and he get captured. Yeah. It's kind of his yeah. jam, basically. So Finn's like, right, they got Chewie. And like, all of a sudden, now she's got force powers where she can stop a spacecraft from taking off. Dude. Like, before, Yoda, Dude. you saw, like, in, in, in the original prequels, Yoda was supposed to be like, the most powerful Jedi Master ever, like, beyond any Jedi exactly. even close. And they went out of their way, even when they made him a grotesque character of himself, who did yeah, like Jedi backflips, yeah, backflips yeah, back like and spinning things, and like they still only had him like throwing like Senate seats, like yep. something the yeah. equivalent of like a small let's let's call it like a small minivan. You know, yeah, I think that. he threw like a couple of those columns or something. Like they you know, have, they something. have like Ray capable of stopping a building that can propel at light speed with yes. power. With mind powers, dude. Like this, and immediately it's just supposed to be. Like, oh yeah, of course she can do it because like she cares about Chewie. It's like a a mother for like babies and like a bird. They just product. again, they just <laughs> bastardize the whole the whole idea of yeah. the force. It's it's just. And, but and, oh, and it's Kylo so egregious, in, dude. I mean, it was Kylo a full on assault, and, and he's mind battling her for. And then he's like, "I can too. do it. I can do it too." Yeah, yeah, you and me. It's yours. It's mine. It's yours. And then she's like, "Lightning bolt." I'm super pissed that you're not letting me do what I want. And she explodes it. 
she 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 supposedly kills Chewie, and I guess it's like Kylo made her so mad she couldn't control herself. Right. So the lightning uh, bolts came flying out of her hand like so grandpa. This is like the character arc they give Ray, where like maybe she did something bad, and there's this bad side to Ray. Like she has this anger she can't control. I mean, we're going to completely undercut that. Which later. they never really go after. Like, you knew that Luke had this, like, loss, right? That he had this thing. That he had this this weird, like, deep down, like, thing that he was trying to battle about being, a, a, a you know, I guess an orphan or whatever. And Ray, like, they, it seemed like it was really superficial always. They never really went well, into her course, story. They can't let you think Chewie's dead for even a second because literally the next scene we cut to is to show Chewie's actually was on a different transport. How convenient. Crazy. And he's back with like, you know, the evil Empire board leader dudes who, you know, operate the dudes who wear like Patrick Bateman suits and do Kylo's bidding. Mm -hmm. So like, we immediately know Ray's not a terrible person who murdered her friend, though she did murder all those dozens of other people on the ship, including supposedly other prisoners. Yep. That's never brought up, but not Chewie. So... Don't worry about these other people. They're right. not real people. Yeah. So C three PO offers to have his mind wiped. I guess. I mean, we're just like yeah, because he yeah, reads because the, they so he reads so he there. reads the so he reads the he reads the the knife right the dagger mm-hmm. the dagger is written in Sith. He's not allowed to to translate Sith. I guess I don't know why it's some ancient re- rule that he that droids can't translate Sith. So I guess they can't be so they can't be used by the Sith. I guess. But there's a way to hack him. But there's a way to hack him. Um, so they find this out. But the only way to hack him is to wipe his memory. So they go and they do that. And he says, he tells them where they are, gives the coordinates, and lo and behold, it happens to be an Endor, which uh, moon system in Endor, which we've been on before, right? The forest moon of Endor was where the Ewoks fucking live. So we go back to Endor, right? And and I will say it's funny because like to me, the droids are probably the most fun characters in the movie. Yeah, like BB-8, C-3PO. There's even like another little droid that like it's funny. Like, Ray's nice to like an abused droid. She's like, he was abused. Don't worry, you're with us now. Abused droid. Yeah, I always find it funny. Dude, like abused droid. Like, 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 like you're in, my best in, friend. In future, but like in the future, there aren't abused like puppies and dogs. There's like abused droids, and you can talk to them so that way they know you're a good person. So let's go back. Let's go back. So they go. They're they're on the. They find this thing. They find out where it is. They travel to the 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 moon where the. That apparently they the don't guy tell you this. Through his brain. No, they they, they get that. Know. They get that, and then they they get that, and he tells them where it is, right? And they say, "Hey, you have to go here, and you have to stand on the southern shore, and you hold the knife up, and it has this thing, and it points to where it needs to be, right?" So they go there, and well, well, oh, lo and behold, it's the Death Star. The Death Star crashed into we're, this. We're, we're actually moving ahead a little here. You jump. You jumped me, bro. You jumped me. Wasn't that we it? Miss a gr- we miss a great sequence here where they go to the ship because first they got to find the guy Babu Frick. Which is the guy who's going to hack C3PO's brain. Right. So they go to this place and they're looking for him. And all of a sudden, this assassin's there. It's this chick. Oh, that's and she right. Knows Poe. Her and Poe used to, you know. Yeah, you could tell. Be, be, yeah. You, you could tell. You know, they're trying to imply that, like, hey, like, Poe's the swashbuckling Harrison Ford type. The ladies like him. So, Spice like, she, rec- she recognizes Ray and she's like, oh, I know your entire crew, Spice Runner. Like, oh, that's that's his character arc. He used to run Spice, which I guess is like the equivalent of being a drug dealer. So I'm like, I guess they're saying he's pretty cool. In my opinion, he's a cool guy. He used to used to you know do what he had to do to make ends. He was El Chapo cool of the galaxy. <laughs> El Chapo. So she recognizes Ray and her entire crew, and she's like, you know, we're gonna turn you guys in. Ray immediately is like, nope. Karate kicks seven dudes in the face, and then puts a lightsaber to her throat. And is like, you could help us instead. She's like, 
I was going to turn you in for money, but you're okay with me. Now you're cool because you. you beat up yes, all my queen, friends. You slay. You beat up my men, <laughs> but they're men. So yes, queen. Yay. Hey. Uh, so she takes in the Babu Frick, who is like the pre-baby Yoda from the Mandalorian. It's like a creature made in a lab that they decided that people would love. Would love. Like it's going to be... It's going to be tiny. It's going to be. You couldn't really understand what he was saying, but he was funny. So you because you kind of could. Yeah, it's you could pick up that he was like, "Oh, this is ah, he." It's funny because he looks super high to me, but I don't know if anyone. (laughs) He's like, "Hey, you know what I mean?" Yeah, it is fun. Hacky's brain. I can do it. Right, he's hacking see through his brain. See through goes like, "Wait, I have another idea." He's like, "Uh." I'm too stoned. I just broke his brain. We have to do this I, now. He's like, will it work? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, they take him to this guy. And C-3PO agrees to have his brain wipe. And we get this heartfelt moment, uh, you know, where like C-3PO looks at everyone. He's like, I'm taking one last look at my friends. And the abused <laughs> droid literally goes, sad. Like, sad. we wouldn't know that that was supposed to be a, a sad moment. Yeah. They, Literally didn't have a character tell us. Right. That. This all is the, the level of emotional depth we're diving into with this movie. All the time. Something else. Every time. So, Lucas would be proud. Uh, we move on. Uh, so, Poe's like having a heart-to-heart with the, the sa- assassin who's trying to capture him. Of course, you know, just to give her a little backstory, she shows him the eyes to reveal that she's actually like a hot chick. And she's like, yeah, I've got this like path where like we can like escape the universe. Like, yeah. would you actually like... To like escape the universe, I was just going to shoot you in the head less than an hour ago. Yeah, but so now I got this like coin. Slavery, but like, why don't we just like run away and like not save the world? You can like hide from the empire in my pussy. Right. <laughs> like literally, like, like I've got this pass where we can hide hide from the galaxy. Don't you want to leave with me? But Wait, where did you just want to kill this guy like thirty minutes ago? You're yeah. like. You know the debt you've put me in? Like, yeah. you've been like working off debts, like putting dudes in right? body bags for decades because of this guy. Yeah. Like, but he hit it so good. But he hit it so good. He's it's like, so stupid. You know, it's, it's like, like Eddie Murphy says. Once you, once you, have, Eddie Murphy said, once you have him go, ooh, you know that sound? And then you got it. It's the lack of respect they have for their female characters. They make him either like infallible or like the type of characters that like swoon for men immediately just yeah. because they're like, let me ask you a question about what you've been up to. Well, this goes back. I'm a good listener. Dude, this goes back <laughs> to a lot of these things that happens in this movie where these people just, the the, the, the turn, the turn that happens is just unfathomably quick. It's You're just like, holy cow, like that happened quick. Like you just gave up everything in your entire life. Like further, she goes and says, so they're going and they, and, 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 and they, and she, and, and, uh, uh, what's her raise goes oh Chewie's on that ship he's alive oh, she, she, she senses it we she, need to she, save him sense. right yep, he's got a four sense but they can't sense freaking Palpatine they can't find that guy right they gotta yeah. get this freaking thing to find the thing to go get the thing right that's so. right where I was getting to so the, the troll doll reboots C-3PO and, and gives the coordinates to Palpatine yep you know Ky- Kylo finds him and as you said Ray senses that Chewie's on board yeah not only has telepathy links with other people who, who have, have the force powers, which is what but anybody but anybody she cares about yeah but not anybody right and yeah. hey, they have other characters sense that later too like as when Leia dies later people like immediately like I felt her die yeah, right. But it's some midichlorian thing. It's not some ubiquitous, omnipresent force. See, that's what's so weird. We, anyway, we gotta so they- save Chewie. We gotta, we gotta save Chewie. Of course, you gotta save Chewie. Get part of the movie. So 
They jump board the ship. They ambush a bunch of stormtroopers. And this is one thing that was the worst. So, dude, they land this thing, right? So, no, let's go back. So she gives the chick who was going to kill the guy for the debt that she put that he put her in, who then was going to then reveals to him that she has this chip that can get her past any blockade in the in the in the empire and get to any outer realm planet that they want to go escape off to. The the thing that, that that she has been the greatest thing that she owns in her whole entire life. Instead, she gives it to him and says, "Go land this thing. Go land your plane. Go land your ship in their ship and just freaking come out guns blazing in the yep. middle." Of, I mean, what? No strategy. No nothing. They didn't even talk about anything. They they she gives him her freaking most prized possession. The guy that she was gonna kill not freaking hours earlier. They go and land on this ship. They get off, and Poe goes, do you know where to go? And Finn goes, no, follow me. <laughs> no, follow me. <laughs> what? I mean, for me, the worst thing is when they do these like sequences where people are in the ships where it's like, you know, they're running through shooting people with lasers, and like they're like, take out the cameras, and there's like one camera per hallway. It's like, have you seen the movie Casino? In the 1970s, they had like 500 cameras per room. You're telling me in like the future of space, like the entire fucking room isn't a camera. Like yeah. there's no camera to shoot. Like there's no way to disable surveillance in the future of space. Like people are just running around hallways unseen apparently in like the most advanced technology. But they only care about the cameras place. in like one scene. It's never like every time they go Look into the a hallway, boom, boom. And they just do it and they come in and they get three cameras and the whole fucking ship. And then they go running through it and they know where to go. Like they just so like. This is a great thing though. They split up, right? And Ray somehow senses she needs the dagger. Even though when she first had it, she had no clue that she was going to need it. All she said was horrible things have happened with us. Uh-huh. She didn't say like horrible things have happened. They weren't upset when they, they lost it. it. They weren't like, oh, nope, dagger's nope. gone. Didn't mean anything to them. But now she knows she needs it. Another deuce machina, right? Conveniently break away from the crew and go to save Chewie. That way she can be on her own path. So there's really like any lack of sense of danger in this movie. Like the characters run through the hallways and it's literally like John Wick without any sense of danger. And like then yeah. Poe gets shot, but he's like... Not, it's not even like a flesh wound. It's like he just takes a laser head and he's like, oh, dang it. Oh, glad I had this leather jacket on. You know, like we were killing all these stormtroopers with body armor, but we're cool. So <laughs> Ray gets the old Vader mask before the dagger. And then her and Kylo start doing some mind mending again. And they're talking to each other. We do some backstory here. To basically undercut the entire last movie where they, you know, want to like reveal all this plotting. And like, it's supposed to be like a mind link, like the Shining. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a visual that you can go through, like Looper. I mean, the Force is basically like whatever you needed is to serve the purpose of the story. Like, yep, exactly. You literally are like having a conversation with somebody, but you can also fight them. And it's actually like you're fighting them in real life through your minds in either room or place you're at at the same time. But then physical objects start to get passed through here. Like you already said, like first you had the freaking necklace, then she kicks over the freaking helmet and like he then finds out where she is, but he, he can tell him, wait a minute, dude, he can connect with her mind, but he can't see where she is. And he happens, she happens to be on his ship in his quarters. It's like the weirdest thing. And he's like, locked down the ship. And then he comes there and he's hey, like, you that, know what that, you that's have so, to do. That's a good point. How did he find out where they are? Because when they're mind fighting, she cuts the thing with the helmet and the helmet lands on the planet he's in. How do they decide which fucking room it lands in? Why that you know what one? What I mean is that like they flip a coin. Like why that room? 
And yeah. the other stuff didn't fall there, just the helmet. Yeah. Right. I, I swear I swear, no amount of DMT will make this movie make sense. Right. This is true. And how so, I always I and how I always try to win somebody's hand is I always try to fight them with my lightsaber. Oh no, of course the whole at every turn. Be, they want to make this movie like he's got this like character arc where he's like, I'm the only one who's honest with you. But I'm going to continually try but to dude, kill you. Dude, they never actually establish with me the, the 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 emotional connection necessary for what happens later in this movie with between those two. There's never oh, yeah, this the, thing the, where the you're like, there's now. there's never a romantic like where you're like, oh, they they have this struggle where they where they feel like they need to be together, like there's some external force pushing them together, but her mind, the separation of the dark and the light is pulling them apart. There's never this chemistry of the struggle of like, I need you, I want you, like, and I they that's what they need, I right? Honest, I, I honestly think they're supposed they to be the dyad, this. right? The original script for this movie probably had Finn end up with Ray. That but they don't, two, I don't see that either. Two, there, but there's mm. two pivotal scenes in the movie two, And I mean, this is like script writing one-on-one. You don't put these scenes in. You wouldn't, you wouldn't put one in, let alone two, if it wasn't supposed to come together at the end, which is, and this comes up again because the I love you thing. So yeah, the I love you thing. So Kylo tells her that you know Palpatine, uh, you know, had your parents murdered because you know they wouldn't say where they hit her, and our crew gets captured. They're about to be executed. You know, like some stormtroopers are going to murk them. And again, we get this thing. What were you going to tell Ray? What do you mean? I was going to tell Ray. He's about to get murked. This is where you're supposed to say like I was going to tell her I loved her or whatever. But like again, this is a callback here where they're going out of the way to be like Finn needs to admit his dying love for Ray. It's happened twice in the movie. And yet they go out of their way to friend zone him multiple times at the beginning, middle, and end of the movie. So it's really like they wrote it and then they rewrote it. They're like, we don't have enough time to undo all these scenes, but we need to make it clear, like, you know, they're just friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because why else would he want to like pledge his undying love yeah. to her as his last thing before he dies? It doesn't make time? any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So they're about to be executed. General Hux our beta cuck guy on the ship, he reveals he's a double agent by murdering like a couple. And then he fucking proceeds to tell us again, I'm the spy. (laughs) Like no shit. You just waxed everybody. And they're no way we were going to get murdered. And now we're like, Oh dude, it's you. I knew it was you bro. All along bro. And they're like, wait, like you, you want us to win? And he's like, no, I'm still a huge piece of shit, but I'm really mad that I got cucked by this dude with superpowers. So what's important is he loses. He not loses. That you win. Right? Yeah, I, I could care less if you ate my shit as long as he eats shit too. <laughs> so Kylo arrives. He has his emo stare down with Ray, And for some reason, like his mask is not scary to me. Like it undercuts the entire premise of Darth Vader where like we didn't know why he wore the mask. We found out about it later. And it was because it was disfigured. It was kind of like a cool, you know, legend of like, why the fuck's this guy have this weird mask that lets you breathe weird? Yeah. And like, well, he was like a cyborg, dude. He was like mostly. Why does mostly... Kylo wear it? Why does Kylo wear it? Because he just because he's a fucking poser. Because he thinks it makes him look badass. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need it in any way, shape, or form. He's just like, no, look badass in this. Because he's because he's, he's a stripes. freaking panty. No, not the red seven, the red magenta. Because he's a because he's a panty waist without it, and he looks like he's about to cry all the freaking time. And he's like, I can't uh, be like this in the damn boardroom when I'm choking people out. I need to have some kind of no, black they, ominous mask. They didn't respect me without the mask. I need the mask. I look like Adam Driver. Under it, the mask. Yeah, and he walks in, and they're like, uh, okay, douchebag, and then he just chokes the guy. So then Kyle gives the big reveal, and he's like, "You're Palpatine." You should join forces with me for like the triple. We cross. will kill him. 
Palpatine was gonna the hubris on this guy, right? So let's kill him. So he's like, hey, like, take my hand. But like, the team jumps in. You know, they like. It's weird because she's like standing right behind the ship that's supposed to save her, and they hit their blasters, and like a hundred stormtroopers that are a football field away, like fly back, like they. And yet those two just stand there, like like bazookas. But those two just stand there, like. The force means we aren't affected by the laws of like physics. I have magnet shoes. I have yeah. magnet so, shoes. They like do that Michael Jackson thing that he does in Smooth Criminal, where he like leans. You know, they didn't even do that. They just stood there. It didn't even look like they were trying to brace themselves. Anyway, go ahead. They bounce. Hux gets sniped in the chest real quick because like they they forced me to help them, but conveniently left me with a flesh wound. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bruise. yeah. So we we get him murdered really quick. And then Palpatine's giving mind orders to Kylo again for some reason. Like, the amount of time they have these characters interact by having mind conversations to me is mind-bogglingly annoying. Like, The Shining, say what you will about like having a, a plot device of characters talking with their minds, but if there's a logic and ethos to it, I'll run with it. Yeah. This is just storytelling. They just it's do fun. it. Yeah. But in this case, it's whenever they need two characters to interact, but you can't but you can't get it yes. in any way how they would meet because they're so far away. Exactly. Let's just have them talk through their minds. Yeah. We need them to like convenient. Story forward he never did that. Change. He didn't do that with Vader, but whatever. You know, you see what I mean? Like, it's just like, it just starts going like to these crazy it's places. Clone. It's, it's, it's Palpatine's clone, which we'll find out later is actually all of the Sith and one who are going to go inside of Rey. But on to that later, Rey uses the dagger to find where the crash ship is. And to me, this is like the most badass scene in terms of iconic imagery. Well, wait, 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 something, something just popped out of me. So you were telling about the first scene and he's, and he's killing all the Ewoks, right? <clears throat> And he's getting there the way, walks, and he's getting walks, the wayfinder, right? He's getting the wayfinder so he can find Palpatine. But Palpatine later goes, "I'm every voice that you've ever heard in your head ever." Yeah. So how come he didn't just be like, "Come here, motherfucker"? Like, why was he like, "Because <laughs> like, you had to prove you are worthy by finding." <laughs> they you had to go kill like, the freaking. They had to go kill the monkeys for the, for the freaking wayfinder instead. Listen, God can't come and talk to you. You just have to admit that He died for your sins and know it's true in your heart. Amen. You're saved. If he told, if he look, if he told you it, it'd be too easy. Right. You gotta have a little faith. He's not gonna. He couldn't faith. just be like, "Hey, do you don't, you know what? Don't waste the energy coming to see me. I'm gonna give you everything. Just go find that girl and kill her. If he and could talk, he, yeah, it's crazy. So Ray, she, uh, for me, like I like the imagery in the scene of the Crash Death Star. Like, and just like I said, the visuals for me, the scene, I'm like, dude, that's pretty awesome. That was the coolest scene. That was the coolest cool. scene. With the big, but, with the big waves and like the gravity yeah, and the energy, I, I like always the, love yeah, giant waves dope. if they can do them right, and they do them right, they do look like intimidating as shit. But so the weird thing is, they introduce like some locals, and they're riding like alien yaks, and like one of them happens to be like the sort of hot black chick, and it's almost like offensive to me because it feels like they're like shoehorning in a racially approved coupling for Finn. Mm-hmm. Like they friend zoned him with Ray. And now they're going to pair him with somebody who's the same race as him for the second half of the movie, who's like a female who's attractive. And, and shares the some, same like, background, you find out, that she was conscripted yeah. into the First Order's stormtroopers, which I didn't even know there was women stormtroopers. Um, have you seen any women stormtrooper outfits that were like ergonomically nope. correct? Never. Never heard ever. a female voice in a stormtrooper. Not one time. Right. Never so now she was a stormtrooper um, who happened to be a slave conscripted into this this mercenary army for the for the Empire. And 
she's black and he's black. Yeah. So like apparently a genocidal maniac who like murders planets of people and like wants like evil to reign supreme infinitely over every race. That's a better fit for you because he also has magic powers. Because mm-hmm. he's not black. I mean, that's what I really mean. So on to that, they continue. <laughs> she takes like a little dinghy craft out to. Uh, we're talking tidal waves that make like the deadliest catch seem like a like a wade pool. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. a hurricane was going on in like that the Bering Sea. That would make this look like a wade pool. We're talking like tidal waves, and she's taking like a little dinghy out there. Why wouldn't she use her mind powers that can apparently move? She had, it was like the boat from Waterworld. Yeah, it's like the crappiest ship ever just to give us this sense of like false danger again for a video game probably like oh shit I gotta make it over the wave and she makes it over and then you see that there's like 50 more waves like that she's gotta yeah. do that for yeah. like it's a suicide mission even for and her and then they're like and then he's it. like you don't know what she's dealing with and he and Poe's like Finn says that and then she's like and he's like and Poe and then I mean uh, and then Poe's like well like do you and he's like yes and you're like yeah. oh so now you have right. the force too but you were a he chases after the most powerful Jedi in the universe, a regular guy because of friendship. Yeah. What? It does, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Right. The whole thing's and awkward. You're he, like, why is what is he worried he about? And she just, and- she just pulled down a freaking ship that was trying to leave the freaking atmosphere. And you're worried about her going across this ocean and then exploded it with her mind. Right. Exactly. So, uh, he gets on his own little water world craft and him and his new uh, love interest, they, they apparently go through the same tidal wave. Which she said, don't ship. do it. She's a local. And she literally yeah. said just like 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes ago, like, yeah. don't like do that. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Yeah. So that, the last guy who did that. Now, now things changed. Hey, the Jedi went, so we're going to go after that her. So yeah. go ahead. So, so we jumped to the Death Star and we got Ray doing like some parkour shit. She was like almost dying, but luckily Intergalactic American Ninja Warrior got good ratings and she passes like the final obstacles and she finds a Sith Wayfinder and it runs into her a mind version of Dark Ray. And this is literally so she can have this fake lightsaber battle with herself mm-hmm. as if she were a Sith. And I literally feel like they wrote the scene so they could put this in the trailer. They yeah. wanted to like trick people to be like, what if Ray was dark? What if she did turn dark? So instead of her actually having a character arc where she does turn dark or does become a Sith, she just has like a hypothetical mind fight with herself if she were a Sith. Which she wins sense. easily. Yes. I mean, it's literally just like... Like it's I not even it's like a really like a mind struggle. Yeah, absolutely. So Kylo Ren's been laying in wait and he meets our heroine for a showdown. He talks to her like he's like talking to like Letty from Girls. And is trying to explain why making a sex tape would make them like closer together. Dude, tell me how that guy doesn't stab himself with the guard on that freaking lightsaber that sticks out sideways. I'd cut. How do you not cut your leg off? It's the most dangerous thing. Listen, it looks more badass. It's not about practicality. It's unusable. Anyway, it's about aesthetics. (laughs) It does look cool, but it's. (laughs) I'm like every time I watch it, I'm like, dude, you'd be be stabbing yourself with that thing. That's not safe. So. This is great. So he takes the Sith Wayfinder, which is like the we watch an hour and a half of this bullshit at this point. And this is like the she needs this so that she can find Palpatine. He's like, girl, you don't got a choice. You're riding with me or you aren't riding at all. And he ride blows it up in his hand. Boom. Which like undercuts the entirety of the movie. And so you're like, well, why like, why did we just waste this whole hour and a half trying to get there? I have no idea. They're battling on the deck of like the Cornelia Marie with like lightsabers. Finn's trying to like help, but he's a regular dude without any power, so like all he can do is like Yell, 
Ray, Ray, look, waves crash and almost kill him. Yeah. Like, like she's hearing them while these waves are just blasting the side of this thing with like their 30 footers. And we know neither of these characters are going to die. So there's no sense of danger. Yes. Like, not there, the whole no movie is just so bland, worried. right? It's no, like nerf. No character we've actually cared about at any point has died ever in these movies. So there's no emotional resonance. Like yeah. you don't have any sense. Of and they've of rarely danger. gotten hurt of any consequence. So Kylo basically out cardios her. He like, just like keeps like throwing overhands till she's like, damn it. Like, yep, yep, yep. Yep. I'm getting tired. I can't handle this. Yep. And as he's going to kill her, this time, like Leia, she's like apparently like. Which somebody told her she knows what she's going to have to do now to yep. to reach her son, and it's some kind so, of super deep thing. It's going to use all of her powers. So Leia like knows she's going to die, so she's like, I'm going to like lie down on the stone bench and like talk to my son for a split second. Right. I know. I know that. I know that my son and this other chick can like you know kind of get it on like you know over the ether whenever they want but i'm gonna have to like do it just before i die so like this gives ray enough time to like catch his drop lightsaber right because he questions himself it's like oh my god like if something touches his light side inside his like the little kernel of light from leia inside you know, that's his the last heart. bit of, i could almost get that like let's let's go with it that's the last bit of humanity in him but so like ray catches his lightsaber and stabs him right like, oh shit she Never. went right in the stomach like this would melt your spleen index intestines instantly put a hole through your body the size of you know like a nerf football you're dead instantly we see people get hit with lasers and they just drop dead but somehow he's slowly bleeding out which gives ray the time to heal her yeah. with powers that don't kill her even though he clearly was dying. Uh-huh. So Ray's like, I would have taken your hand, Ben, to be like, you know, ben. if you weren't Kylo, you Kylo. Weren't evil. if you weren't evil, I would have been DTF, but you know, because you genocide, peace, yep. I'm out. No, I can't, so I can't get with Back that. at the base, everyone stands around Leah's corpse, covered in a blanket and says nothing. This is supposed to be like the emotionally dramatic character arc because Leia is the oldest Star Wars character, but let's be real. Carrie Fisher brought back for these movies was a terrible actress. She brought nothing to the Leia character for the new movies. She was great in the originals. She really was. I enjoyed her. Uh-huh. Nothing in these new ones. She was just like absolutely wooden, poorly written. Uh, it wasn't needed, but like it's supposed to be this mostly cathartic moment, but it just plays out as supposed to be manipulative. Mm-hmm. And then again, here's the next one. Let's bring back Harrison's Ford ghost. The ghost of Han Solo. You know what part I'm talking about here? Oh, yeah. This is what I was talking about. This is the other turn that I'm talking about that just happens so quickly. It's one conversation that he has with himself and or as his father and i know i know you i know you hated me and you committed genocide and you got a couple million bodies on your list but uh listen even though you murdered me too and all those other people i miss you son. i miss you i miss you i miss you son inside inside i see that child who you know played with legos not the one who like slid i know what i have to do but i don't know if i'm strong enough to do it So this is like supposed to be like Kylo having this like emo come to Jesus moment, yes. right? Like, yes. am I actually a bad guy? Am I good or, or am I, I bad? Right? I've just, I've just been playing a bad guy because I'm so emotional. I'm right. so emo. That's why I've been bad. It's because oh. like these bad feelings inside me. If I could just work out my bad feelings, I'd actually be good. Yeah, exactly. So Ugh. Kylo is like, mom's dead. What the fuck, dad? I killed you to be a badass. And now mom's dead. And she won't know that I was actually like the type of guy that says hi to you at Walmart when you walk in. (laughs) So Kylo calls Ghost Solo dad and starts crying. And he throws his lightsaber away. Like these are ghost therapy sessions. They're really paying off. Kylo's making progress in these ghost therapy sessions. (laughs) We're making it over. 
<laughs> so Palpatine speaks to the general, you know, the head general, the one who's getting force choke earlier. And uh, it's like one of the worst quality holograms you've ever seen. Uh-huh. It's like the future of communication. You can travel at the speed of light. But when people talk to each other, it's like a filter from a Prince music video. Yep. Like, it's like, I don't know who does these scenes, but like he's talking to like a giant, like blue screen of like the head of the crypt keeper. <laughs> some secret room so yep it, it's really weird here. the empire blows up a planet apparently just because but hey these ships can blow up planets he's like now. let's show them what we can do and they just go blow, blow up planets blow a planet and it, lo- it looks really fake to me this was like oh it was so scene. bad the way that it broke it apart like rushed like they didn't have time for this it like you know the I mean? way that it like separated with the pieces like a puzzle first and then like particle like partitioned itself off it was There's so parts of the movie plastic that it just looked say? oh yeah it, i mean for for as polished as some of the other cgi is that looked very very elementary to me it shows you about the level of planning and nuance in the rewrites though because all the cgi work is based around what you film in the storyboard and if you don't have the story so here's the other you question you would... so when those are late you get less time to develop so that. at first they're making this death star and the Death Star is this big, massive, you know, headquarters, right? This big base, right? And it's a planet killer. And it's huge, huge. And everybody remembers the, the, the beams coming together and then making a single beam and then blowing up the planet, right? And then they make that big-ass thing uh, in, um, what was which one was that? The one with the, the the next time that they killed that planet, where they had it, uh, it was over the planet and it was this big ring and they had the power thing in the middle and it was going to shoot down and blow up the planet or whatever. And now Sounds this like t- an Avengers movie. And now this time, and now this time, they're just mounted on every freaking star destroyer, every single one, and they and they confirm that later. Yeah. So not every star destroyer has planet killing capacities. Like it's the ultimate deuce machine. Uh, this solves all our problems. There's nothing we can do except give Rose Tico one more line of dialogue. So they've like f- fulfilled their contractual obligations. Uh, so Poe has a monologue with Leah's corpse. He's like, he doesn't know what to do. He's like, Leah, you know, like you were my North Star. Without you, I'm just a rogue with charisma. But you gave me like, you know, the ability to see straight. But Lando arrives and he inspires him. He's like, we won by having each other. We not, won. Not, strat- how not, not strategy. How did you do not it? Not morals. I mean. First of all, they never other. won anything. That's, That's what I was going to say. It is like, we won. But like at this point in time, you're literally just about to lose like as bad as you've ever lost in your entire That's life. what I'm going to say. You're getting owned so bad, and you've been getting owned so bad. And he's like, but we won because like here we are talking to each other. Yeah, clearly not. Clearly you didn't win because we wouldn't be in this predicament if you actually won. And let's not forget, Lando was a freaking Benedict Arnold, dude. He turned his friends in. He got him frozen in the cloud in the cloud city. Yes, yeah. he, yes. Hey, he turned in but he, but Luke and Han. To, he's the one guy who's still alive. We could pull back for this and put in the movie. So here we are. So now all of a sudden he's a good dude. He was not a good guy. Yeah. But so we won by having each other. Not not strategy. Not morals or ethics. Not structural ethos or a praxis. But just by like being cool guys. By being cool guys who like you're cool guys with your friends. That's how you win. Yeah. Be cool guys with your friends. Wolverines. So, I mean, this this movie is like exhausting to me. Like you get Ray, she's angrily like throwing oh. stuff into a burning ship back at Luke's home planet. Dude, and so like, she's gonna cop out. All... So she goes all this way, she does all this stuff, and then she's gonna cop out. She's just gonna be done with it. She's like, Oh, Leia died. Um, I didn't get a chance Leia to tell died. her. I don't need to say hey, I don't need to save everybody like trillions of people from death because like 
So now I quit. So now I quit. I quit. So I quit. So I go back there. I'm going to hide out. And then she's going to throw her lightsaber into the fire. And Luke catches it. The ghost of Luke catches a physical object out of the sky. And what does he say? And he says, what are you doing with this? No, he says... A lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is he? What is he? You're right. A lightsaber deserves respect. Yeah, a light, deserve respect. Deserve Even respect. Even though in the last right. movie he told her the exact opposite. Right. Of that. Yes. Literally, the like this whole thing is to like undo everything the last movie did, which was kind of like right because right the after movie, that, the, the most interesting thing to me about the last movie, which I liked, was they pointed out the Jedi sucked. They're like, listen, if the Jedi were so great, then how come here we are at this point in time? Uh-huh. Which is like, that's like being like, like democracy is like, look how great like the Democratic Party is, right? Like, well, then why are we at this moment in time if the Democratic Party is so great? Uh-huh. Like, look how awesome the Jedis are. The Jedis are like the liberals of the future. They want to like pat themselves on the back for being so great while well, the world burns around them. While well, they claim like they'll play both sides and be impartial. You know what I mean? Like, that's literally the Jedi. And the last one we pointed that out there, like, listen, what good did being a Jedi do if I didn't prevent anything from happening? Like everyone's dead and everyone's about to die. And we're just like, but we're badass because we say we are. Yeah. Like, shouldn't it actually be proven by what you've done? Exactly. Like, yeah. They don't want to pick a side. We're just, we're not biased. We're not, we're, we're not biased yet. No. Yeah. So half of this movie, it's like goes telepathy or like old characters that act. Well then dude, service. then they make right. a big deal about giving Ray Leia's lightsaber. Well, it's because Leia knew Ray was a Palpatine all along because she sensed they shared girl. Power. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. I, so we, apparently, she trained you know, me because, anyway. And then they Leia gave her the lightsaber, Jedi. which again, but exalts the lightsaber above, like where you said, like you said, what happened last uh, go round last episode. So then we got that. So then she changed her mind. Now she changes her mind. Hey, hey, She's hey, back hey, in the I, game. I this. I got a quote. It's so bad it hurts. Look at this. You'll take both lightsabers to Exegol. But I don't have a ship. You have everything you need. Hits the magic ghost button. Ghost ship appears. Ghost ship appears. So like she's talking to a ghost. The X-wing fighter. And the the ghost triggers a hidden bat ship, basically. <laughs> that like comes out. I mean, dude, like how many times can we do this? Like like we need the ghost to give her a ship now. Yeah. Like like so the ghost gives her a ship. Oh. And like it's funny because they make eye contact. And, like, it's a long scene of him, like, smiling, but he's gritting his teeth. I really thought when he was, like, looking at her, it was a very, like, constipated look. Like, he looks, but he's enjoying it. Uh-huh. Like, he looks like he's taking a shit, but, like, this is a fun one. And it's like, why are we holding this shot of just, like, Luke's face grinning sternly for six seconds? Yeah. So weird. Ugh. Like, this this is the epitomation of my entire life's work, giving a ship to because Ray. because the Because the movie is so shallow, they try to draw these emotional responses from these old, from everything that was old, from everything that was nostalgic. And, it, and it's just, it's so, it's so forced. It's so the forced. Way I, the way I outlined it was I said the visual storyboarding, the costume design, like the John Williams soundtrack, 10 of 10. The dialogue, the acting, the story, the actual like root skeleton, zero of 10. Yeah. Like the pockets that worked for the comic relief worked between robots or CGI characters. Yeah. I mean, like, how poorly does that represent humanity that like you could legitimately get me to grin or chuckle at like a Babu or like a BB 8 or a Chewy line, but not once did I ever laugh at anything a human being said. Yeah, exactly. Not once. Exactly. Not once. So 
Let's continue. So then we're almost at the end here. Folks. So then they have to go. So then, they, so then, so then they found the fleet, right? Because they found Exegol, right? So they, yeah, so, so they race on her soul mission to save them all. You know, she's leading all the rebels. To so she the shows them where they are, right? And then freaking your homegirl Rose is back in there for one more scene, right? She's like there. They're reading the whole data where Rose, where she's going but across. Don't forget, they need to put together a plan to sink the fleet of star destroyers, right? So they put out a call for help to ask if everyone will go on the suicide. Everyone, mission, and they don't right? know if they're going to show up or not. So we cut to the montage, and it's like quick cuts of different people, like. I'm handing you like a can of gasoline. I'm handing you, uh, yeah, you know, something like, yeah. and it's real. Like, it's a mobilization. It's a mobilization but montage. It's, they're trying to do like a cut rate version of like Bill Pullman in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Which here's the motivational speech where we come together to defeat the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because like the whole time's pose like has this like overdub of like him talking like this is our yeah, generation exactly. and years right. ago and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. But so it's like still, but even that movie. doesn't resonate. That's not even like, that doesn't even pull at your emotional, you know, strings. You're just like, and by this time you're like, yeah, 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 whatever, man. Like, let's just launch this attack and let's get it on because like. It makes gotta, you realize how much of this movie is ships taking off and landing. Uh-huh. Like, because like literally visually it looks cool. It does. Like, it looks so cool. We've been in this universe for nine movies now and we understand that like spaceships are cool, but literally like. Every movie, there's 10 to 20 minutes where it's a person watching a ship land or a person watching a ship take off. And they hold these shots for like 10 to 20 seconds. They do. And they happen 30 times a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Good point. It, it grates on me. Like, but here, let's it, talk about the strategy. It's the world. It should no longer be like a cute thing. It's a spaceship. Yeah, we get it. So here's the strategy, dude. Establish that. And, and so, then we, so, then we, so then we go back to the tried and true. We got to get the shields down. Got to get the shields, shields down. Gotta get, uh, the and we're gonna have a window. It's gonna be but a window. It's gonna be a small window, almost nearly impossible. But we're gonna be able to do it. W- luckily, there's one target to destroy the shields. Yeah, one target. One target. So Ray walks in for a showdown with Palpatine in like what looks like you know the future abandoned iPhone factory from Prometheus, and the fleet's attacking. Uh, you know, they're trying to disable the star fleet. Like, oh shit, these destroyers. They got a, He got this nav tower apparently that you know. This one tower apparently like routes twenty thousand star destroyers. Yeah, and one it's coming from one. All. Yeah, and there and like Finn figures it out. How does he feel it out? They feel, even he just him, knew it. How do you know that? And he goes, "I felt a it." Feeling. Oh, so now He's you're so now you have the fucking force. So he tells his new you know stormtrooper love interest what? like I have no Jedi powers, and no reason to be able to understand how the Empire reroutes its communications, but that's what we're doing. That's so, what we're doing. Why can only one ship help the others navigate? Like they make it so that, like, oh, we'll move it from the nav tower to one of the ships. Well, if one ship could do it, couldn't every ship do it? Like, there's thousands of ships. I mean, they all look the same. They're making like this worse than the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know. Oh what yeah, I mean? like, yeah, pa- yeah. Like Palpatine. Like we need to end this game. thing and let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's just wrap it up as quickly as possible. We don't have to right? explain anything. So Palpatine. So, like, Palpatine wants Ray to be the Empress. Right. And he tells like, her, no, Empress Palpatine. No, end you. Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, go like, ahead, kill me. And so he uses the old freaking, the old rope dope switcheroo where he's like, yeah, I can feel the hatred flowing through your veins right now. Strike me down and you, I will be, I will flow all of, I am all sis and all sis will be into you. And then, so it's this whole thing where she's like in this, she's in this fucking catch 22 where she's like, what do I do? Like, I can't kill him. Like, like, holy shit. Like, I thought the whole point of this movie was that I want to kill you, but you're like, that's what I've wanted all along for you to kill me. Like, by whoa. Killing me, I become you. She's like, 
Fuck! Oh, right? he's got me in a hard spot here. And Luke and and Luke never told his story that that's the same exact thing that he told Luke. Right? Strike me down, and I will become stronger than you could possibly imagine. Right? So it's the same freaking thing. But Luke decided not to pass that on. Like that wasn't like a big. Hey, this movie like really wants to like both sides like being genocidal maniacs. Like listen, you you want like peace in the galaxy? They want to rape and pillage the universe. Let's have a beer and meet. <laughs> right, right. Because like, like, during like, so because during this, this shit. because while Ray's trying to figure out this fucking cipher, right, this whole freaking complex thing, she's like, he's he's like, then all of a sudden Ren shows up. Kylo's like, he oh, comes. Yeah. Well, Kylo had his character arc where, like, you know, the ghost sessions with, with Daddy Ford have paid off. He's ready to like, you know, redeem himself. So like. They, you know, they attack the nav tower, and this is hilarious. They've got like, they're on like space yaks, right? Like, oh on god, the ships dude! In space, oh and my riding, god! Like, yaks on the ship, dude. Like, they landed jam, a jam, fucking jam their ships. They're like, we can't jam them, sir, because they're on yaks. They're and you can't jam <laughs> yeah. a yak. Wait, they're, they they landed a they landed a troop carrier on the exterior of the ship. This has right. never been done before. Never, yeah. not one time. My in the entire moment, though, in, in the action sequences, they're on the ship, and then and they like, ride the horses out. And then wait, 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 wait. They ride the horse yaks out, right? So she rides the horse yaks out, and the black girl that you're talking about—that's Ren's new girl. I mean, uh, that's 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 Finn's new girl has a bow, some kind of you know bow weapon. Moment. You know this moment. I love it. And I'm like, why do you have a bow? And so hey. you go ahead, continue. You can figure, you can finish it, dude. No, you have to. You have to. You were sending this. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I love that you knew this because, like, this is in my notes, and this is the moment for me that epitomizes the movie. So they're on the space yaks and they're taking cover. She's got a crossbow. Like this is the this is the crossbow Lando shot like the stormtrooper in the head with. So I'm like, okay, like this thing's capable of like taking out some dude at close range with a headshot. Is what I'm thinking. It's a really powerful crossbow. Okay, whatever. Space crossbow. They're on a spacecraft, like a Star Destroyer. Spacecrafts are flying overhead at, like, you know, like, the speed of sound. She fires her crossbow into space and takes out a spaceship. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about here, right? I know. She takes out a spaceship with a crossbow. Yeah. Like, she's just like, like I'm badass. <laughs> there goes the ship. Got him. Easy. I, I just headshotted the pilot through his bullet yeah. shield. No problem. I just love how she turns into fucking Pocahontas as soon as she gets on the horse yak thing. Like... Again, you have you have lasers. I don't know. I think I'd pick up a laser. Not 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 the not the space crossbow. And ultimately, like I think the root for this movie is that it's just its core is insufferable because it wants to make like its main character Ray this kind of like Jesus like figure who's so strong because she won't hate somebody even if the person she hates is something who is representative of everything wrong with humanity. Right. Like you, right. you shouldn't hate what's wrong with the world. Right. You should learn to love it. Right. Right. Like, like don't hate evil. Don't hate racism. Don't hate sexism. Don't hate violence. Don't hate misogyny. Don't hate injustice. Don't hate cruelty. You need to understand them. You need to understand, understand them. them by coming from a place of love. You know, it's mm. like that, you know, that, that dude, it's like, they love telling that story where it's like the, uh, the black guy who tries to like you know help KKK members by becoming their friend, and most of them end up going back to the clan anyways. Right. Like, who is the impetus on to do the right thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you make the victim do the right thing, that's what they're like. So we get to this wonderful thing. Like I mean, they're literally saying like the way you beat Hitler isn't by killing him, but by like letting him know you love him. 
in spite of his racist behavior. I mean, love Trump's hate, right, Matt? That's why Hillary won. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with her. So we're rounding it out. Kyler Rennie comes in parkour style to save the day. Yep. And from here, we get more amazing dialogue from the fleet on the Navy ship. Rose. Finn. Finn. Rose. Go. Other characters. Rose. Rose, come on. Dang. That's deep. It's, it's, it's the, I mean, the, the Finn, the pronunciation of Rose, it's like, you know, it's like Rose. And somebody else is like, yeah, Rose. <laughs> so Kyle is taking on a bunch of Sith Knights without weapons and he's getting his ass beat. And Ray's about to execute Palpatine and become all the Sith because she's like, well, you know, if I'm catch 22, I'd rather like, you know, like. Might as well be, be all like, powerful. You know, would you rather be, you know, what they say, like uh, infamous and remembered or like, you know, dead and forgotten? She's yes, right. Like, infamous. infamous. Let's so do she's it. ready to do Empress the Rose, em, em, Empress Ray. She shares a moment with her, her boy Kylo and she's like, you know what? I'm not going to kill him. Instead, I'm going to help you kill them. And she magically teleports the second lightsaber into his hand. Yep. So they have this like very emotionless and very dull battle. For me, yep. like even when the movies were terrible, like Phantom Menace, the uh, Obi Wan Qui Gon Darth Maul battle, enjoyable. The score did it for me. Yep. Like it added some gravitas. It was a cool set piece. And this, like, there's no danger. It's like the way it's no. filmed. It's very low motion. Mm-hmm. It's like a drawn out score. Very low energy. And like, there's this predictable culminary moment where like. There's nothing original or unique, you know, like, let's say, like, Ray killed herself there. That, for me, would have been, like, crazy. What if yeah, Ray, whoa. instead of, like, going to kill him, stabs herself? And, and Kylo has to watch that and live with that and see, like, what doing the right thing and being a real Jedi yeah. really is about. Yeah, Sacrificing she mar- she yourself to save the galaxy. Herself. Yeah. And then that, and then that just makes Palpatine exp- That, for me, I'd be like, holy shit, dude. That would have been the ultimate mind fuck. I would have loved that. They never do that. But I'm just saying that's the idea of like original storytelling is like, how could you turn something on its head? Yeah. Well, now we reveal that Palpatine's plan all along to actually get Ray and Kylo to quadruple cross him, right? So that way he can, can quintuple cross them and take their souls or something. Yes. It's basically like get out, but for the Sith. So yep. like Jordan Peele on Quaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something this bad is what I was hypothesizing. So meanwhile, Poe's apologizing for everyone dying. Uh, when if they didn't do this, everyone was going to die anyways. Right. So, yeah. There's nothing so, to apologize for. But Lando hops on the mic and he's like, yo, the galaxy's flying into help. I mean, Here all of come. a sudden, there's like a million ships flying in. And this movie goes beyond like defying the concept of physics and battle logic. Like blowing up starships in space while ships flew around, every ship would just explode. It would be like the ultimate chain where just everything exploding. Instead, it's just like very convenient how everything that explodes. Very contained explosions. Like it, it, it's a contained bubble where there's no shrapnel or like other explosions caused by an explosion. Yeah. No matter how massive the ships right. are. Right. Could you imagine the level of shrapnel if that many ships were just exploded at one time? No, no. They couldn't even think of the graphics. So, I mean, <laughs> this gives us a chance to like use other callbacks and character reintros, like post love interest. She's conveniently on the radio and she gets to quip like a one liner, like, How's it going, Spice Runner? How you doing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You know, we're just about to die and like the world's on fire, but Spice Runner. Yeah, yeah. Let me you know, call you some cheeky to, little yeah, freaking love. I still got time to be flirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're all going to die. Still got time. Right? Yeah. They're fighting a genocide. So then. Battle where millions are dying, but that doesn't mean we don't have time to flirt a little. So Palpatine's, so Palpatine's just. Yeah. He's using force powers, right? Yeah. He's using force powers. 
and they're like disabling every ship in the galaxy. Yeah, he shoots not up the, the freaking lightning yeah. bolts right in the sky. Boom! Like, so the Force is not only capable of like convincing people, which he never did before, by the way, stuff. because there was another time when he was standing on the Death Star and he was talking to Luke, and he's like, "Watch your pathetic little rebellion die!" And like they're all getting, and it's just this freaking firefight where all the rebels are getting waxed, and he didn't even he didn't lift one finger to be like, oh, "I'm just gonna zap them." And we get that shot that I absolutely hate that we get from every Marvel or DC Comics movie where there's a lightning beam going into the sky. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, where he shoots lightning. his hands out. Yeah, it's yeah. like in every it's like the Luxor. movie from the last 20 years. It's like there needs to be like a portal laser that goes into the sky. Got to do it. Got to have it. So we cut to a voiceover montage of random Jedis, and they're talking to Rey, and they're saying like generic motivation. Yeah, because she's down for the count. She's out. Yeah. she's Her energy has been zapped. Her you, you and might, they're like, I think they think it's supposed the force to be is in you, Ray. The force is but deep it, within you. It's actually, yeah, it's actually kind of creepy for me hearing all oh, the Jedi live inside you from like a random voice you've never heard before. Right. Imagine like all of a sudden in your mind, you just hear some weird dude's voice being like, we live inside you. Up always. inside you, I am. <laughs> I will always be inside you, Ray. All of us will. You just hear that in your mind. You're like. Fucking kill me already. Yeah, right? Get me out of Jesus, here. Jesus, I should have so, stabbed myself. You mean when I'm taking a dump, you guys are with me and you can like jump into my mind? <laughs> this is weird. Commentary. This is weird. Ray, big shit take today, you must. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, like, dude, I don't want to be taking a shit and hear Yoda be like, wipe twice, you yeah, must this yeah. time. <laughs> Refied beans are no friend to the whiteness of your hands. <laughs> big log it was. <laughs> yeah. So, since Rey, uh, you know, is all the Jedi, she overcomes Palpatine, of course. Yeah. And, and Kylo needs to save her because, you know, we can't have Kylo live. He's a piece of shit. Rey's the one who's perfect. She just, like, did her Jesus sacrifice. So, Kylo, he goes on over, you know, does a little thing where, like, it's weird for me. It's, like, so artificially, emotionally manipulative because, you know, it's like they have, like, Finn save Poe in his love interest from, like, the Star Destroyer at the same time as this is going on, and, like, Finn senses Rey's dead. Again, he's not a Jedi. And yet he's like, how does he know she's dead? Yeah. He's, again, says, like, yeah, it's like, I have a feeling. Like, how could you have a feeling about these things? You're not a Jedi. It just doesn't make sense. It's just sense. convenient. You yeah. never had these powers before, and now all of a sudden you're, like, sensitive to the Force for some weird reason? If, what is that reason? So, like, Kylo, like, gives his life to her, and, like, as he's doing that, they have this incredible moment of non-charisma where, like, they kiss, like you said. Yeah. Like, Some kind of forced kiss, dude. Like, this guy literally has been committing genocide, like, murdering thousands, if not millions of people. Men, women, children of all species and races and alien subsets. You're just like, yeah, but, like, you know, he just had a mean, mean up. There's just a mean streak. You know, he just he's, had a bad teacher, just, you know? He's just misunderstood. He's just a bad boy. He's just, he's just misunderstood. Kylo is just misunderstood, you know? Devin. Just so, misunderstood. It's almost like a class movie. Like, Jedi can only find love with Jedi, not with, like, the common folk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's got no real redemptive reason to have her romantic interest. In well, to that end, who were her parents? Who was who oh. was who was the mom? Like the, yeah. the dad was probably a clone of of uh, of homeboy, I would imagine, of Palpatine himself, right? And oh, her then, dad? yeah, her dad was probably that. So then, who was mom? Right? Who was mom? Anyway, but anyway, so then, so then they win. So yeah, we'll, we'll round this down and put a, a bow on this big piece of shit here. I, I mean, 
the fact that we made it through two hours tells me we could have done a rewatch. It would have worked, dude. Honestly, so, but it, I can I would not suffer through that again, dude. I, never again. So I, I'm not watching the I, other I part. The, the other part of this, honestly. As long as I live. So I own this movie, unfortunately, in in 4K. Uh, with bonus features, um, because uh, my two-year-old decided that uh, we should probably own it and uh, purchase it on my Fire TV. So I put twenty dollars into the uh, Disney coffers for this big pile of fucking heaping dog Listen, shit. I, I I gave him money. I saw it in the theaters. It's like a thing to go do. I mean, I'm I'm complicit in supporting this garbage. I I can't deny it. We get a big reunion of everyone, and they're all having like super platonic hugs and smiles. Which is like which this. is common. This which is a which is an yeah, a, a it's theme. Like, it's, like, it's, it's like a the, theme. The it's big, an end the theme. Big celebration feels like a maybe yeah, parade right. shot for the Hallmark commercial. Somebody got like, a medal. Nope. Nobody's like so excited that like they'll do anything outside of like a hug and smile. Mm-hmm. Like that's like what people do. They just right. Even like, though they saved the entire fucking galaxy. Yep. And so we get like apparently. This is supposed to be like their big moment, Disney, where they break through with the LGBTQ. Yeah. They have like two women. Random kiss in the background. See. Yeah. There's like a hundred characters and like two in the it background looks, who you can't even see yeah. kiss for less than yeah. a fraction of a millisecond. Yeah. And this is It looks like the cover of Sgt. Pepper's and like they kiss somewhere in the middle of that me- that mayhem. So the movie ends and we get Ray. She's like back on like the place where she used to be a slave or whatever. And she ends up taking the name Skywalker. To like continue like this legacy of people who in the last movie Luke told us specifically were like pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like pretty much. For like, no, we actually weren't pieces of shit. If I gave you that ship, right? Don't forget about it. So we can justify this title of the movie because we need to make Luke cool again to undo the second movie, right? This is like the rise of Skywalker. That's why they called it that. Because like they really didn't like what they did. They made him a bad person. Yeah, yeah. They They made him a disgruntled asshole. They didn't make him a bad person. They made the Jedi bad. They made the Jedi bad. They turned him... And they made Luke bitter. Yeah, bitter. They made Luke, like, bitter and apathetic that the Jedi sucked so much, which I thought was a cool, like, little... little Yeah, a little twist. Yeah, they should have ran ran with that. Yeah. I mean, you can show Rian Johnson's movie all you want because, like, I I hate some of the plotting in the second movie. Oh. But he, he took creative chances... That did try to add like humanity and emotional levity to it. You know what I mean? Like right. Star Wars envisions people as almost like children in the future, the way the characters are written. Yep. So like if you could add some nuance to it, it really does make it more interesting to me. So yeah. in this new version, there is no nuance. There's only good or bad. And you're only momentarily straddling that line until you decide which side you're on. And you're never, and you're here's the and the here's the thing that they never really bring it. The tension between the two is never palpable, dude. Bro, there's no sexual chemistry. There's no like. There's no good chemistry. and bad tension. There's, there's no yin there's and yang like tension. Like this, got, like this, like we want to like kill each other. Chemistry. It's just like we have to fight because that's what the movie. Can no, be. you're just going through the motions to get to this end. That's it. It's just it's just one iteration after another to get to this thing. You never feel like it's like that this is actually propelling you to that. You just feel like it's a benchmark that you have to hit on your journey to this to this end goal, which you know that Ray Ray's gonna win, right? So we we made it to the end of the movie, but it's not the end of Star Wars. We've got Mandalorian, we've got Disney series. I think they're gonna come up with some other Star Wars stuff that takes place in the future. Dude, so Kylo's coming. Dude, Star Kylo's Wars, Kylo's coming back, man. They're gonna get together. Uh, There's gonna be a Skywalker joining. The dyad's gonna come back. They're gonna have an offspring. It's gonna be fucking conflicted. <laughs> like, you know. I mean, 
for people who are fans. There's an amusement there park more, now. I there mean, will God. be more content. I, I don't want to take away from your enjoyment of this. If you do enjoy this, uh, by all means, enjoy it. it it's, it's, it's supposed to be fun. And if I can have fun shitting on it, then you can have fun saying it's great and shitting on what I enjoy. So more power to you. But for me, uh, zero of 10, complete waste of time. Uh, giant, huge turd in the punch bowl. Absolutely. Your, your, your thought, your final thoughts? Yeah, I have to uh, agree with that assessment of this movie. I thought it was uh, terrible. Um, I thought it bastardized some of the most critical core values of of the movies, um, the things that 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 made them what they are. I think that it uh, it, it kind of shit all over them. Um, I think it was predicted to happen, predictable. Um, it's already like we talked about early on. It, it was already moving in that direction. Like the entire the <clears throat> the entire franchise had been you know pretty much hijacked for Happy Meals and other other things when they came out with the prequels. Um, it was really just about to sell merch. Right. And the characters were developed to do the same thing. Um, they tried to take it back a little bit. And this movie just seemed haphazard, just seemed haphazard, didn't seem well thought out. It didn't it just it just seemed they were trying to cram too many things into such a short period of time. It could have probably been four more movies, honestly, uh, just given the uh, you know, how, how it turned. You know, uh, how quickly things kind of just jumped around and just could have could have gone off on these tangents instead of keeping it just in this canned plastic very pop very pop in nature very it pop. did what it needed to do did what make, it needed a million make a million dollars make a billion bucks yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah so well the money the money machine prints on but my eyes will no longer but it was garbage like a <laughs> i will no longer force myself to endure this this is torture 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 but it was fun it was a fun project i'm glad we did it um hopefully we can do some more of these too because like i like to keep it light especially in this time when things are a little bit stressful so it was awesome um thank you for the challenge Devin. and uh, yeah it was a lot of fun matt really 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 was fun thanks for for being a soldier and trooping through that that yeah, absolutely experience with me i, I don't know if i could have done it alone if i didn't know somebody was going to be in the trenches with me. no that's it it's it it's like having a training buddy it's like you know you're both gonna go through the suck together so it's all good absolutely it's, it's Sucks less knowing that somebody else had to, you know, go through the same shit with you. Yeah, like his eyes are burning right now too. Anyway, That's right. I got somebody, somebody empathizes with me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, awesome man. Well, dude, until next week, keep it easy. Thank you everybody for listening, and uh, have a great one. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back with maybe something a little more rough around the edges, but maybe not. You guys take care. All right, late. <laughs>